Hello, and welcome to Real Time with Rose Sandy. I'm an author of international thrillers and suspense novels, and I'm here to entertain you with stories you won't forget. On this show, I dig a little deeper into the behind the scenes good stuff. We talk places, characters, new science, technology breakthroughs, espionage, and historical mysteries, all of which make their way into my books. But most importantly, I'm here to give you something sure to thrill and to get to know you too. So let's dig right into it. Hello and welcome to episode five of Real Time with Rose Sandy. Today, we will be talking about my five favorite places that appear in the books that I write. Most of them will be in the decryptor books, but some also are in the other books that I have written. So it will be a countdown. And as we did last week with technology, we will explore each one. And I want to tell you why you should, if you can, get a chance to go and visit one of these places. So as ever, thanks again this week for sending your emails, your tweets, for commenting on Facebook, and yes, for getting involved in the conversation on Instagram as well. I always love to hear from you. And if you ever want to chat, just drop me an email so we can get chatting about books and life and anything else that is on your mind. This week, I heard from a lovely lady who is all the way in Northern England, and she has just celebrated her 80th birthday and is thoroughly enjoying the Mind Hacker. And she has just recently downloaded it. So thanks again, Marion. I so appreciate your writing in, but also um, just sending me some lovely messages about the mind hacker it was and continues to be one of my favorites of the decryptor books and uh yeah so thanks for taking the time so marion you also asked me in the email if i have actually visited cyprus which is featured in the book and how timely because we are talking about places in the books and yes, as a child, I did spend some time in Cyprus, which was, um, it was on holiday, but part of how we do holidays or did holidays as a family was we would actually go and try to explore a bit of the history of the place we visited and uh, get involved in the culture and try to explore some of the culture. And I remember going to Limassol and just enjoying this uh, Mediterranean paradise. So this week, I also heard from Alan all the way from New Zealand. So hi, Alan. And uh, you wrote uh, an email talking about how you had just downloaded the two books, The Decryptor and The Mind Hacker, as well as The Decryptor, Secret of the Lost Manuscript, which are the two first books in the series, and that you are enjoying them. And that, uh, yeah, you're just halfway and you're excited about the series. So thanks for doing that. It really means a lot to me when you interact and just, yeah, and we get chatting about the books. So what have I been up to this week? Well, as many of you, I can imagine at this time of year, a lot of us are sort of amongst Christmas festivities and end of year festivities. So that's all happening. And so this week I've been prepping 
for taking my 10-year-old and 11-year-old to see David Williams, who will be presenting his new book, The Beast of Buckingham Palace at the Tower of London. So how fun to get children involved in reading and also to see one of their favorite authors and just get a chance to have um, their books signed. So that has really been something I have been up to and we're all looking forward to going to see it tomorrow. So again, in one of my absolute favorite places in the world, which is the Tower of London, I have also recently completed a book that features the Tower of London quite heavily. So going back there will be just a lot of fun. But at the same time, just taking the children through the various rooms that I've written about and the various um places uh, that are at the Tower of London. As some of you know, you've got Jewel House where you can see the crown jewels. You've got all the armory, um, which is located in the armory section. They are all the beef eaters who are the guards and uh, they wear these amazing and colorful uh, red outfits. So, well, actually they're not outfits, but you get where I'm going with this. They have their uniform and there's just so much to do at the Tower of London. So if you are in London and you are visiting or you do get to spend some time, it is definitely worth going to see this incredible palace. And Many of you will also know that the Tower of London is exactly where people were beheaded and they will remain nameless, but it is an absolutely fascinating place to visit and full of history. So I understand The Beast of Buckingham Palace by David Walliams is all about adventure. It's an epic. I haven't read it yet. I am absolutely certain that my kids will be excited to meet and greet David Walliams and listen to him talk about the book and perhaps also get their books signed. This is really quite a treat for them. And actually, I haven't told them yet about this. So it is a bit of a surprise and one of their Christmas gifts. But it's going to be open before Christmas and that's going to be one fun event to do. As I mentioned, I will be counting down my favorite places that I've written about so far in the books. And uh, there are quite a lot. And I it was quite hard for me to choose my top five. And the way I did this was not necessarily to look for the top five places that I absolutely love and adore, which I do. But it was more about the top five places I really enjoyed writing about. Um, I have been to many of these places and actually I want to tell you why you should perhaps think about going to visit. So coming in at number five, it is Murchison Falls in Uganda. So Uganda is a country in East Africa. It is on the equator and it is a very friendly country and it is absolutely beautiful. It is very green um, and full of color and full of um, welcoming people. So Murchison Falls is actually in northern Uganda. It is, as it says, a fall, it, uh, meaning that it is a waterfall. And it is very vigorous, it's rough, but it is right along the Nile River. Now, I decided to write about this 
particular place in the decryptor and the secret of the lost manuscript. And I had visited Murchison Falls a few years before that because there is a game park at Murchison Falls. And one of the fabulous things about this game park is you get to see all kinds of game. I mean, that means you can see the big five, as they're called, in terms of animals. So you will see lions, you can see hippos, you can see giraffes, you can see the elephants, and you can see many, many more animals that um, you would expect to see on a safari. But because Murchison Falls is also uh, along a river, as I said, the River Nile, it actually has a lot of water life that is fascinating. And it's actually a great place to go bird watching if you can. My understanding, and you would have to check this out yourselves, but um, you can book a safari around the falls. So on my trip, when we went there, we booked about three to four days where you would drive up from Kampala and first you'd fly into Entebbe, which is the international airport. Then you drive up from Kampala. It's about a six hour drive. And then when you get to the game park, you have about three or four days that include many activities and one of them being a game drive. Um, some of you might remember that there was a massive water buffalo in uh the decryptor book and Carla Cress, our agent, is there on a massive hunt for something and she is confronted by a water buffalo. And this actually came from something that actually happened when I was on that trip. And so what happened was this massive water buffalo just came and was in the middle of the road. And I just remember our game driver, um, uh, one of our security, I guess, because you are in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and it is practically in the wilderness. And I remember him prepping his gun. Now, no, he was uh, not trying to um, hurt the animal, anything like that. It was more about um, scaring it so that it would move out of the way, because what happens is these animals are so massive, they can charge and actually do some serious damage to a jeep. Again, as you can see, all these things somehow are woven into my writing, and my character does have this confrontation with a water buffalo. And it was all at Murchison Falls uh, Game Park. Another thing that one can do is you can go and do this walk where in the forest, there are a few forests around there, and you can see other kinds of animals. Now, you might recall in the same sort of chapter of the book, Carla Crest confronted some bats. So they are very famous for their bats. And also the monkeys and the chimpanzees are actually sort of hang in the trees and, um, if you're interested in forestry and uh, forest life, it's definitely a place to see a different type of animal um, in uh, Uganda. So some of the other things that one can do on this game uh, adventure is actually get into a boat and go along the Nile and bird watch. And this is something that I also managed to do. Now, of course, the... Uh, defining moment for Carla Cress in this book is when she's at Murchison Falls and face to face with 
our villain, Mason Laskfell, who is after the manuscript. And there's this incredible scene where they have sort of a tug of war with this, with words, but also physically with this manuscript. And it all happens at the top of Murchison Falls. Now, I'm not going to say what happens next if you have not read the book, but as you can see that this place really inspired my writing. Coming in at number four is Salzburg. Now, Salzburg is in Austria and you have this amazing backdrop of the Alps. And it is another one of my favorite places that I've been to actually several times um, in, I guess, the last several years. And it is an absolutely beautiful place because obviously you've got these hills and these mountainous um, atmosphere surrounding you. It is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful city. It's got uh, Baroque and some other architecture and it is a very, very charming place. Now, some of you might know Salzburg as the location for filming and the story that is presented in the film, The Sound of Music. Um, for those of you who are fans of The Sound of Music, you can go on The Sound of Music tour. Yes, it does exist. And I will unashamedly say I did participate because I'm just such a fan of music and a fan of the film. Um, complete disclaimer here. And yes, so there is much to experience in Salzburg and you can experience the uh, music uh, richness that this um, town has. But also it's very beautiful. I do suggest if you have time more than a day to visit Salzburg, um, get on a bus tour and see the city and um, see the various beautiful um, architecture that is presented. And one of the things to remember, it is the birthplace of Mozart. So anybody who loves music, you definitely should spend some time going to his birthplace as well. Salzburg does feature in more than one of my books. Salzburg is in The Code Beneath Her Skin, which is one of my Shadow Files thrillers. It is the first in that series and it focuses on a beautiful love story and a very interesting scientific technology that some bad people really want. You can find out more about The Code Beneath Her Skin on my website at rosesandy.com. But however, Salzburg was in the book because having visited, I fell in love with the city. I thought it was a beautiful place to set a love story, but a thriller love story or a suspense love story. And that was aided by also the rugged mountains in the background. It is aided by a lot of the uh, nearby snowing activities and uh, winter sports that one can participate in. And it's an absolutely beautiful place. So if you haven't visited Salzburg, I certainly recommend it. Now, also that Salzburg featured in uh, the Decrypta books as well, and it had a very little role there. But again, you can see my love for the city and why I had to bring it back. 
So for those of you who love flamenco music or a bit of Andalusia food, I highly recommend these next two places. And I'm going to put these two together because I know it's not one place, but it sort of, I think, has similar characteristics and that inspired me. So Sevilla and Granada are going to come in as my number three because they're sort of in the same area in the southern region of Spain. Now, I've been to Spain several times. I absolutely love that country. And amongst other places I've been, of course, including Barcelona and Madrid and some of the places I've traveled to, um, the country never fails to astound me. The food is delicious. The people are warm and friendly. And you cannot help but smile when you are in Spain. At least that's me. So Sevilla is absolutely beautiful. You have much you can experience here. I do recommend if you do get a chance to go, to go to the cathedral and have a look around. Now the cathedral is definitely worth a visit because it is one of the oldest Gothic cathedrals in the world. It's absolutely beautiful and I recommend you spend a good hour going through and visiting the interior as well. Now Next to Sevilla is Granada. Now, Granada, if you have a chance to visit, you definitely have to stop and see the Alhambra Palace. Now, it sort of has Islamic and Arab influences and more influences. I was blown away, and I'll give you a little tip. If you can book a tour, you will actually get more out of it. Now, we were so disorganized when we went because we booked a tour and we didn't manage to get an English tour. We got a Spanish tour. Now I speak French and German, but I do not speak Spanish. And however, it was good to go with a guide. And then we got some audio guides while we're at it because you, this place takes at least three hours between seeing the gardens and also the various stages at which the palace was built over time. It is something definitely worth your time. Everything from the interiors that have influences of Islamic art all the way to the gardens that are beautiful and endless, it seems, and the various um, sculptings that were done, especially the landscape uh, sculptings that are done in the gardens, are definitely worth a visit. And if you, like me, like the hot weather, um, we went on a hot day and I was so influenced by one particular part of the Alhambra Palace, which is a Roman sort of amphitheater area that it sort of looked like a place where gladiators would fight. So for those of you who might have read the decryptor Digital Eyes Only, there is a particular scene where my characters Jack, Nash and Kala are in Alhambra and they're sort of maneuvering and they're after this hacker who has sort of lost their way in Granada but somehow ended up at the Alhambra palace and there is a very um, important character there who is sort of investigating what it might be like to use artificial intelligence with bullfighting there is absolutely so much to do in these two places, but I mean, I'm a huge fan of flamenco dance 
and music and Spanish guitar music. So I found lots to do and I found lots of inspiration. It is a place I just keep in my heart. And naturally, why these two places in Andalusia, southern Spain, made it into my books. So I lived in Berlin for about eight years. I went there for work and I worked in entertainment and in technology and consumer electronics companies. I also worked in the fast-moving consumer goods as well, but all of that across eight years while I was there. Absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. I do speak German and was able to fully integrate myself in German Berlin life and culture. Now, I could fill books and books about Berlin, but most uh, of you who may have read the decryptor, the secret of the lost manuscript. No, this is where I choose to spend a lot of time and one of Carla Cress's first assignments, and it is in Berlin. She is sent to one of the most interesting museums in the world, the Pergamon Museum, where you can see the Babylon Gate and and some of the other Persian artifacts the Pergamon Museum is based on the Musée Insel, which is the museum island, if you want to call it. And that is a collection of three museums. Of course, with my agent, Carla Crest, being also a museum curator, you can imagine she had never stepped into the museums, although she'd known about them. And this is exactly where the manuscript goes missing. Now, You'll have to read the book to know exactly how the museum fits into all of this. Now, Berlin has also a fascinating history, and uh, the whole city is sort of littered with uh, points of history and points of reference. Naturally, there is the, um, the Berlin Wall or remains of it that you can still see. And you can also go to Checkpoint Charlie, which was the checkpoint between East and West Berlin. My characters managed to spend some time in the former West Berlin in Charlottenburg. But at the same time, Carla Crest does make it to the fabulous Brandenburg Gate. And there is the Adlon Hotel which is where I set another scene that involves the manuscript in book one. Berlin has lots to offer. It has culture, it has art, it has politics, and it is definitely a young city. There are lots of young people and lots of students who choose to go and study in Berlin. And um, you can also visit some film studios in uh, Babelsberg. And uh, you can go out to Potsdam and there are some lakes in Berlin as well and just some beautiful, beautiful places because you can have the best of nature and the best of a cosmopolitan city. 
So you might be wondering what is my absolute top city that I have written about so far or top place that I have written about so far. So I will not keep you in suspense any longer. One of my absolute favorite places that I've written about so far is Egypt. Egypt just mesmerizes me. I am fascinated by all things Egypt. One of the things I do in London is go to the British Museum and spend a lot of time at the British Museum's the Egyptology section. As I mentioned, I think it was last week, I will be also going to see the Tutankhamun collection that is on show at the Saatchi Gallery here in London. So I used Egypt in my fourth book, The Decrypto, The Storm's Eye. One of the things I wanted Colacrest to do was to investigate something in none other than the pyramids. Now, this is my character who is completely immersed in history and completely immersed in technology. And she is sent to Egypt to look for a certain professor who happened to be one of her professors um, at the University of Chicago. And someone who mentored her as a student in all things Egyptology. So Kala, Chris, and Jack end up in one of the pyramids and they meet a very sinister character by the name of Foster Lenz. Of course, I take you to the wonderful city of Cairo and I introduce you to some of its marketplaces and I share some of the smells, the sounds and the fascination of Egyptian culture. And it is absolutely a place I think I will continue writing about because there's just so much you can say about Egypt. Obviously, of course, the pyramids and Cairo and the Sphinx are some of the most known places. But I do bring Egypt back again in my latest book, The Decryptor, The Pythagoras Act. And this time I take you to Alexandria. So I think I will continue writing about Egypt and making sure my characters show and reveal some of its fascination and why they keep going there. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Real Time with Rose Sandy. It has been wonderful spending time with you. I do hope that you continue to have a fabulous week wherever you are. Do remember that you can always send me an email or comment at rose at rosesandy.com. Remember, you can always join me on Instagram or Facebook and Twitter. And you can also find out more on my website at www.rosesandy.com. Please use the hashtag RealTimeRose if you are commenting on social so I can find you. And also send me your questions about the books at any time and we will answer them on air. You will also find all the links in the show notes and in the email that I sent you. I always love hearing from you and hearing about what is going on in your world. So join in in the conversation. Thank you and talk to you next time.